Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. It's time for Fibber McGee and Molly. Sundays through Thursdays, NBC brings you Fibber McGee and Molly transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Ralph Goodman and directed by Max Hutto. As we wait for today's curtain to rise, let's listen to this discussion between Fibber and Molly. Who do you think is more important in a family, Molly? The mother or dad? Oh, that's a loaded question if I ever heard one, McGee. But let me see now. The mother has to bring up the children, but dad has to bring home the bacon. Kind of a fielder's choice, eh, Gil? (laughs) Well, it sure didn't stump the Prudential Insurance Company of America. I guess that's why most people consider the Prudential's family income plan nothing short of a stroke of genius. Come to think of it, you're right, McGee. It certainly does provide for both the bacon and the children. Let me explain it this way. You see, the family income plan is just the ticket for parents with growing kids. If anything happens to Dad, the Prudential would send your family a regular monthly check, all during your youngsters' growing up years, money they'd need for groceries, a roof over their heads, and clothing. And that means Mother wouldn't have to leave them and go to work. She'd be right at home with them, giving them all the care and consideration children just naturally need. That's right, dearie. And because this plan covers the family during the youngsters' growing up years, its cost is lower than you'd think. Ask your Prudential agent about a family income plan tomorrow. Doggone paper must be around here somewhere. I had it before dinner and... Hey, Molly, you know where the paper is? Tonight's paper? Yeah. You didn't wrap the garbage in it, did you? No, I didn't, McGee. I couldn't do that if I wanted to. What you mean? Why, this is election year. Huh? The paper's so full of political speeches that it just won't hold water. Oh. <laughs> Don't you get it, McGee? Speeches, political? It ain't funny, Mrs. McGee. True, though. Would you kindly please just tell me where I can find tonight's paper, my dear? I saw the darn thing before dinner, but... What is that sticking out of your sweater pocket? This is not the paper. This is those three shares of stock that Aunt Sarah gave us that time. That's what I want the paper for, to check the financial page and see how we're doing with our stock. Doggone it, I wish people would leave the paper where I put... What is that on the floor beside your chair? Where? Oh. (laughs) Uh, I uh, I looked on the other side of my chair. I didn't think to look on this side. Okay, so it's silly. So what? (laughs) That's all right. Don't be embarrassed. It happens to lots of people. Geniuses, mostly. All geniuses are absent-minded. Yeah, I guess you're right. You know, you should have married a less intelligent guy, like Mort Toops. Of course, Mort ain't as handsome as I am, but he's... You read your paper. I'll get it, Tyrone. Tyrone? Yes. One compliment and you're drunk with power. Come in. Good evening, Molly. I am up top. Well, Dr. Gamble, do come in. He already is in. As soon as that door opens, he's 50% in the house without even moving his feet. <laughs> Hi, Bayfront. What's new? Working on an unusual case, McGee. Thought I'd ask your advice about it. McGee's advice? Yeah. I have a patient who's been unconscious for two days and hasn't uttered a sound. Mm. Since your husband's been unconscious for 40 years and sounds off loudly all the time, I thought he could tell me what to do about it. 
The only kind of patient you can keep is the unconscious kind, and you know it. The minute one of them comes to and sees you bending over him, he screams and dives through the window. Pay no attention to him, doctor. Let me have your hat and satchel. Come on, sit down. Yeah, make yourself comfortable, George. I'll be with you kids in a minute, as soon as I check over the financial page. Uh, let's see. Did he say the financial page? Yes. It's sort of a hobby with McGee, doctor. Aunt Sarah gave us some amalgamated paperclip stock years ago. Oh, Yes, so every now and then McGee gets the stock out, checks how it's doing, says the country's going to pot, puts the stock away, and we play canasta for the rest of the evening. <laughs> Say, maybe you'd like to join us tonight. Canasta? Swell, I'd enjoy a few hands. Oh, please, I... Molly, how can I concentrate on the stock market page with you two yakking like Oh, that? sorry, Mr. Rockefeller. Excuse me. Now, let's see. AT&T, 172 and a quarter up half point. Allied Chemical, 92 up point. Allegheny and Western, 98 up and a half. Amalgamated. Aha, amalgamated paperclip. Ah, Dad read it. This country is going to pot. I've got the cards ready. You want a deal? Look at that. Down another half point. How many shares have you got, McGee? That's the last time I listened to that Mort Toops. Him and his inside tips on the stock market. How many shares have you got, McGee? That's a buck and a half we lost. Just today. What'd you say, Doc? Never mind. That answers my question. Look, McGee, for amalgamated paperclip, and let's play canasta. I should have sold it last week when it dropped an eighth of a point, but Toops was so sure it would rally. It'll rally, McGee, he says. Hang on to it. It'll rally. Really? No, rally. Go up. Oh. I got an inside tip, he says. Got an inside tip that amalgamated paperclip is going to bring out a new model clip that'll clobber the market. Hang on to it, he says. It'll rally. Yeah. <laughs> Him and his inside tips. He must get him from inside his hat. Why did I ever listen to that blabbermouth in the first place? Don't feel badly about that. Lots of people listen to blabbermouths. I do, I know, all the time. Come on, McGee. Put away that paper and let's play. No, time. you and Doc go ahead and play. I want to check the rest of this market report. Without you know whether your stock's going up or down, you don't know whether to buy or sell, and you can't make any money that way. That's for sure. Deal, Molly. See, the average of all stocks went up today, but my stock went down. So if I could just get the rest of the market to go down, my stock would go up. Back to Wistful Vista in a minute. For skin that's clear and extra clean, use Dial, Dial, Dial. Complexions love this mild routine, use Dial, Dial, Dial. Teenagers, you can't see what's happening underneath your makeup. But if you want a clean, clear skin, use gentle Dial Soap. Invisible skin bacteria can't spoil your complexion if you wash beforehand with Dial every day. You see, ordinary soaps leave thousands of bacteria that often spread surface blemishes. When you put on makeup, these bacteria are free to cause trouble underneath. But Dial gently clears away up to 95% of them. Dial's the one leading soap with AT7, or hexachlorophene. There's nothing else as good. It clings to your skin, continually retarding growth of new bacteria. That's why Dial protects your complexion even under makeup. Why teenagers, and their mothers too, love mild, gentle Dial soap. Your deal again, Molly. That's 42 points, Doctor, right? Yeah, you're certainly giving me a shellacking tonight. <laughs> yeah. I wish McGee was playing. I hate to be low man. Oh, McGee, how about joining us? 
McGee? Hmm. Wonder where he is. Gee, he looked so depressed over his stock market losses, you don't think he jumped out of the dining room window. Into my flower bed? He wouldn't dare. (laughs) (laughs) We shouldn't kid him about it, though, Doctor. You know, he takes the stock market so seriously. Mm -hmm. It isn't the money, it's the principle. He just hates to be wrong about anything. Well, speculating in the stock market is dynamite. I learned that back in 1929. Oh? Did Mm -hmm. you have some stock when the big crash came? No, but my father's office was full of people who did. I had the smelling salts concession. (laughs) (laughs) Dabbling in the market is not for the little investor. It's for the big boys. Oh, that's where you're wrong, Doc. Oh? As usual. Oh, there you are. Most of the stock in this country belongs to the little people, the small investors. Hundred shares here, hundred shares there. And your three shares of amalgamated paperclip here, huh? You mean consolidated bottle cap, Fatsel. I thought you said amalgamated... I was just over to Mort Toops's and traded him my stock for his. Boy, did I put one over on him. You see, I checked the back issues of the financial page, you see. I save them all the time, you know, in the basement. In the far corner, Doctor. The part that's known as, wow, what a mess. <laughs> well, I haven't exactly got them chronicalized yet. Chronicalized? Yep. You see, I got the gazettes mixed in with the chronicles, and as soon as I get the chronicles together and chronicalized... You'll get the gazettes gazettatized. Right. <laughs> uh, then we'll really have a mess. Yeah. Don't you worry. I'll get them straightened out. Anyway, like I was saying, I checked the back issues and found that consolidated bottle cap is due to go up, and I knew Mort had some. Well, how did you figure that out? I was there when he bought it. No, no, I mean... Yeah, from the president of the company, consolidated bottle cap. We happened to run into him on the streetcar one day. It was his chauffeur's day off. No, no, hmm? I mean, how do you know it's going to go up? Oh, well, every day for the past six weeks, it's been dropping an eighth of a point, you see. <laughs> Don't you get it? No. Oh. I'm afraid we're not the financial wizards you are, so if you wouldn't mind explaining... Well, it's very simple, my dear. It's Newton's famous law of finance. What comes down must go up. So the way I figure Deary, it... Deary, that law you're referring to is what goes up must come down. And it isn't finance, it's physics. Are you sure? Sit down and let's play a game of canasta, will you? Yeah, McGee, come on. You, I like to play. Should we say $1,000 a point? Don't help him, Molly. I need the money. No, no, you two go <laughs> ahead. I think I better run back over to Mort's and trade him back. Maybe I was a little hasty when I made this deal. It's me, kiddo. I'm back. Where's Doc Gamble? Well, he got an emergency call a few minutes ago and he had to leave. Oh, that's too bad. Poor old Doc. Never can have any fun. Always has to run out on emergency calls. He sure does. Well, I finally got my paperclip stock back from Mort Toops. I had a heck of a time getting it, though. He didn't want to take back his consolidated bottle cap. Said a deal is a deal, and we traded fair and square. But I gave him a cigar, though, and he finally gave in. I know. You know. That's what the emergency call was. Huh? After you left Toops' house, Mort turned on the late stock market news, and it seems that consolidated bottle cap shot up five points today. What? Five points? Five times as high as it was? The company merged with United Corkscrew. Oh. Mort got so excited, he passed out. Mabel phoned over here Oh, now, wait a minute. He ain't gonna swindle me like that. He traded me that bottle cap stock fair and square. I'll go over there and help Doc revive him, because a deal is a deal. And by rights, I ought to have that stock Fibber and Molly will be right back. It's dependable, so dependable, and dependable as can be. That's why every year more people buy RCA Victor than any other brand. 
for dependability. Folks, this is Vaughn Monroe. You know, you've got to be good to be first. RCA Victor TV is first in popularity because it's first in value. No matter what you're thinking of paying, you can depend on RCA Victor to give you top value, peak performance at every price. And remember, prices are the lowest ever. So don't decide on any other make of TV set until you've seen the great new RCA Victor line. Visit your dealer soon. And remember... Every year more people buy RCA Victor Than any other TV For dependability Couldn't do a thing with him, huh? Nah, that Mort Toops is stubborn as a mule all that profit, and he wouldn't cut me in for half. Imagine a stock jumping up five points. How much did he make? Fifteen bucks. Clear profit. I says to him, I says, look, Mort, just give me enough for, for a haircut tomorrow, I says. Fifteen dollars? Is that all? You mean to say he passed out for fifteen? Oh, 15- that, that ain't why he passed out. It was that cigar I gave him. I forgot to tell him not to smoke it on an empty stomach. You see, he <laughs> hadn't eaten anything since lunch. Skip the details. Okay. Good night. Good night, all. Fibber McGee and Molly is an NBC Radio Network production transcribed with Arthur Q. Bryan as Dr. Gamble. This is John Wald inviting you back again tomorrow night when Mr. McGee makes an interesting discovery about his amalgamated paperclip stock. Be with us then for Fibber McGee and Molly. Join the great Gildersleeve and all his friends tonight on the NBC Radio Network.